This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners once again. And this is the Old Trailblazer. I'm happy to be back with you folks at this time and uh, bringing you this series of studies on divine healing, true and false. And we're coming down to the close there. And we have this one study that we're looking at. We're deviating just a little bit. We want to bring you a study on uh, the gospel. Just that plain word, gospel. Before we do that, we're going to play you one more of our choir song. And I believe it's uh, all queued up and ready to go. Calvary covers it all. That's the gospel, isn't it?
what we're talking about, the gospel, the good news that Christ died, covered it all. And we're looking at that study on uh, the gospel now, coming to the close of our study on divine healing, true and false. And we're looking at that word gospel. Salvation means deliverance. Salvation gathers into itself all the redemptive acts and processes of God saving a sinner. Let's listen. There's forgiveness of sin. There's imputation of righteousness. There's justification, redemption, propitiation, sanctification, and yes, then glorification. The greatest thing in this world is to be saved, redeemed by the blood. We have that song, Redeemed. We'll sing it in a few days for you. The word gospel means simply good news. The gospel of Christ is the good news of Christ. It's the good news that Christ died for a guilty sinner. We mentioned in our last study, Christ said, I came not to call the righteous. No, no. I have folks who are working their fingers to the bone, attempting to make themselves righteous in the sight of God by doing things, dipping soup up in a Thanksgiving line or Christmas line, making warm blankets for children. All those things are good, but that's not righteousness. But listen, the gospel means nothing to an individual who has never seen himself guilty. The gospel is good news to a lost sinner. Satan has done everything in his power to confuse the minds of individuals regarding the salvation of their souls by blood redemption in Christ. That's right. Satan has a bag of tricks that you and I cannot even fathom. Always something. He knows exactly what will attract your attention, whether it's the casinos on the on the beach or whether it's the uh, Hollywood or whether it's a uh, anything, don't matter what, the most frivolous thing, Satan will put it in your path. That's right. That's right. Pe- people have a new baby, and they will immortalize that baby, idolize that baby, and give up their, forget about their soul, and all of those things, my friend. Satan does that. Listen, listen. There's only one way for a sinner to be saved, and that's by substitution. That's a big word, isn't it? Substitution. It means that someone took our place. Therefore, in salvation, it means that Christ died on the cross. We sung that song in our last study there. Calvary covers it all. Oh, my friend, Christ rose on the third day for our justification. He ascended back to the right hand of the Father as our righteousness, as our head, as our interceder. Now, that's good news, isn't it? Isn't that good news, sinner? You've been struggling hard, wanting to be saved. Come on to the Lord. Just trust, throw down everything, throw down everything that you can find. Throw it down, just like the old prodigal son. Uh, when he came to himself there in the hog pen, I believe he was awakened. I believe he was awakened, what we call being awakened. And when he come to himself, he saw himself. He saw inside and out that he was just a poor old sinner. And what did he do? Uh, he climbed that fence. He climbed the fence. And he throwed that slop bucket back over in that, in that hog pen. And he headed for home. Oh, I don't know whether he was five miles or 500 miles. I don't know. That's not important. But he headed for home. He said, I'll go. My father has bread and plenty to spare. And I'll tell him I'm not any more worthy to be called his son. So he headed home over the hills and through the valleys and down the road. And uh, I believe it was late one evening. His father had ever always going out on the porch late of an evening, cast his eyes towards the way that old boy left. And this particular evening, the sun was setting down over there. 
and he saw something coming. And it was his boy. It was his boy. And he ran and met him. He ran. It's the only place in God's word where you'll ever find that the Lord got in a hurry. He did. He got in a hurry because he saw that old boy coming. And he ran out there and met him and fell on his neck and kissed him and kissed away a sin. Now, that old boy had thrown down everything. He didn't bring that slop bucket with him. No, he didn't. He didn't bring any of his friends with him. And he didn't go by the creek and get a bath. I like to talk about that because his father went and got the, sent out to the best robe and put it on him. And I say, well, he did that because he covered up that smell. He smelled like a hog. Oh, my friend, the Lord, the Lord had shown him that he was nothing but a sinner, a guilty sinner, and Christ died for him, took his place. Has the Lord taken your place, my friend? Oh, I have folks tell me, well, I made a decision for Jesus last week. Is that, is that what you resting on, my friend? You ready to go out into eternity? When you breathe your last breath, when you're gasping for breath on your sick bed, are you ready to go out on a handshake for some preacher? That preacher puts his britches on just like you do every morning, whether he's a pope or a prelate or who he is. You, are, you, are, you, are you happy to go out on his word that you're saved, my friend? The Lord took my place. The Lord, the Lord died for sinners. The preacher didn't die for you. The pope didn't die for you. Oh, but listen, it means nothing to an individual who has never seen himself, nor feels and knows he needs a substitute. I don't know how long that old boy stayed in that hog pen. Pretty good while, I believe. And uh, the Lord made providentially made the circumstances so tough that he saw himself in need. Have you ever have you ever been that way? Did you know the Lord providentially puts things in your path to make you turn to the Lord? He does. I know. Substitution today, the doctrine of substitution, scoffed at, laughed at, kind of like the old trailblazer. A fellow wrote me last week and said, You old kook, you ought to go to preaching John 3.16. You ain't nothing but an old kook. And then the next day or two after I said that over there, a fellow wrote me and said, Trailblazer, you're not no kook. Go ahead and preach the gospel. That fellow don't know what he's talking about. Oh, may the Lord open his heart. But listen, substitution now, scoffed out. Scoffed out, just like the old-time religion, the old-time preaching that we preach here, where man is a sinner. And Christ died for sin. That's scoffed at. It's scoffed at. We ridicule day in and day out. They call us speckled birds. They call us peculiar. You know that little old ministry down there where the old trailblazer preachers? Them folks is kind of strange. They believe you got to be a sinner to get saved. They believe that the Lord died for sinners. They don't believe in that shaking the preacher's hand. They don't believe in that. No. They don't believe in them having them spooktaculars for Halloween. They don't believe in having them uh, Christmas cantatas. They kind of strange folks down there. You need to stay away from down there. You might catch that. Oh, my friend, the gospel is what we preach, that Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner, my friend? I know. I know. We ridicule. But listen, that's the way God saves a sinner. There's not but one way. The Lord only saved one sinner, one way. And Satan's business is to confuse, is to confuse you. Satan, Satan and his emissaries, his preachers and pastors have, have all but overcome everything uh, in this world. Now, it's been, been, been uh, uh, scoffed at and laughed at and made fun of. 
and and uh, there's no more truth going out. There's no truth going out today, hardly, my friend. I know one here and one there. A man called me the other day and said, Trailblazer, are you, you, you preach the sovereignty of God? I said, I sure do. He said, well, I picked that up out of your message. And he said, that's what I do. But he said, you know, not many of us. Not many of us. That's right. I had a man call me from up in Kentucky. He said, preacher, uh, I'm a sovereign. So I preach the sovereignty of God. And I only got 14 members. I said, well, if you had 500, I know you're not, a, you're not preaching the gospel. You, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you won't have many when you preach the gospel. No, sir, because folks like the modernists, the modern world, get all of this thing and have the, have the, uh, have the, the uh, Christmas cantatas and the Easter cantatas and the passion plays and all of that stuff, which is abomination to the Lord. And my friend, the old trailblazer is just going to bring you the raw gospel. The raw truth. And I'll be back with you in our next study. We'll pick this up, a gospel. And then remember, also, uh, Pastor Shelton's book is on demon possession, his book. It's a book we had printed. It's $3.30. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.